How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Rolling Lines, an Apples and Genos production. My name is Josh Hutchinson, and I'll be your host. And actually, this is kind of a Rolling Lines cream of the crop crossover episode because I got my boy Blake Creamer with me here. We are streaming live on YouTube. Come and join us in the chat if you're already here. Hit subscribe. We're trying to hit a thousand subscribers before the end of the season. We are well on our way, but any subscription helps. Um, so without further ado, let's hit that intro music. Let's get this shit going. Blake, how you doing, my friend? Buddy, it is good to see you, man. I, you know what? I don't see you enough. I think about it. I talk to my wife about it at night. I'm like, you know what? I don't see Josh enough. We really, we, we got to do this a lot more, my man. Uh, but happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas. Merry ho-ho. All that stuff. How, uh, how have things been for you? I 100% agree. And and you're, you're kind of, uh, I mean, Blake, uh, he didn't say it, but he, he is, this is his flu game tonight. Uh, Blake has COVID. And he decided he wanted to to do things anyways. Uh, this totally relaxed episode that I wanted to do uh, with with uh, with me and Blake. But uh, I, I I said beforehand, I sent you a message, and I said I said you're more than welcome to pull out. And what did you say? I said I never pull out. All right, and I was talking about uh, shows. I was talking about podcast shows, and I I maintained that. All right, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm day to day with the COVID related illness. Everybody. It's no fun, but you know, whatever. It was Christmas. The kids had a good time, and now they got COVID as a you know as a parting gift. So that's nice. Awesome. That's the best. Just the the gift that keeps on giving. That's that's <laughs> the greatest. It's it's never gonna go away, unfortunately. Oh, uh, well, hopefully, hopefully you don't get it too bad. Um, well, yeah, like we wanted to do just a totally relaxed episode. There's not really a ton of new information to talk about. Um, obviously, there's games going on right now. It's Wednesday night. But there haven't been games for the last few nights. Um, you and Nate kind of covered the short week um, in the waiver wire episode. There, it's kind of a shitty streaming week, so it's not like yeah. there's a whole lot of strategy to talk about. You guys are doing a waiver wire episode on Friday, so you're going to cover next week. So I thought I'd pitch. Like I thought that we could just go no notes. We'll take mailbag questions. I mean, I I, I kind of want to pitch this 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 like new spinoff show idea to you. Um, I think it should be called I digress or we digress or digressing uh, <laughs> where you and I just fucking, <laughs> uh, we don't have a plan and we, we just uh, go completely off the rails. I don't know, man. What do you think? Yeah, buddy, this, you know, exactly what I think. All right. This is what I try not to do in every other pod. All right. So my, <laughs> My brain is saying no, but my heart is saying I must digress. All right. And I do that. So that's the perfect title for this pod right here. We're going to get this. Let's fucking go. All right. Well, okay. So, so how was your Christmas? First of all, you, you, I mean, you said you were sick. Um, what did you guys do on Christmas day? Like, do you, do you have any traditions that you guys do? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. We don't actually like, um, you know, we've got the two young kids. So we keep it kind of small. My parents came into town and brought COVID with them, but that's okay. Um, But yeah, it's 
we just had a really quiet day. Um, you know, my, both my parents were kind of laid up and then, you know, boxing day, both my wife and I were a little bit laid up. So it was kind of that kind of holiday, but yeah, we don't have a ton of traditions, man. We like, I have a big family, but they all live in Alberta. Like I live in BC now. So I grew up with big Christmases, but when we moved out here, I was like 10 to BC and we, we just had our family Christmas and that was it. So that it's kind of maintained throughout the, the years. So to be honest, I kind of like it that way. I went to my wife's, uh, it was like a Christmas party over in Vancouver and there was just a boat boatload of people there. And I was getting low key anxiety. I was like, what the hell, you know? Um, so I'm happy with it. It was good. The kids had a great time and you know, they actually slept in, I don't know, but like mm-hmm. they slept till eight. What, mm-hmm. what, what, what is wrong with these kids? Are they okay? I mean, you know, I was down there looking at the presents before they were, so I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, what, like, what do you guys do? Our kids did too. Um, but that's, that's typical for them. They have a hell of a time going to bed cause they're both, I mean, two and a half and one years old and yeah. they fight sleep. Like, Oh my God. Like it's it like, I don't know. Like they're getting like, it's like as if we're, we're about to toss them into a volcano or something. And they're, and uh, they're, they're trying to, to battle impending death. Like (laughs) they're fighting for their lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like they, the willpower on both of them is, is insane. (laughs) It's definitely not, it's not from me. That's for sure. It's not, it's, it's not, uh, I don't have that type of willpower inside of me. Um, my my wife is is as stubborn as as they come so i imagine that it's uh it's a little bit of of uh that side of the family but um yeah so they end up being up super late like they're still they're still awake right now i would think like i i i got uh i got our two and a half year old settled enough in her bed that it was okay for me to step away but i don't know it it, it i i mean it, it's very possible that it's off the rails right now. And I just don't know. I'm down in the basement. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed that it's not, it's not going too bad for my wife, but um, yeah. So that, so anyways, they were, uh, they, so they were up around eight o'clock uh, on Christmas day too. Um, we have historically gone to my parents for brunch. Uh, my mom growing up always made like a big, a, a really big, nice hot breakfast. Um, like bacon, eggs, hash browns, cinnamon rolls, um, and then fruit salad, like just like all all out, like just just a an, an awesome breakfast. So that's always something um, that it, we've looked forward to this year. But we're hoping to kind of do our own thing uh, and let our kids have more of a traditional Christmas morning at our house. So we're hoping to kind of potentially break away from that t- tradition a little bit as much as I love that breakfast. But I just want, I want my kids to have like, uh, like the memories of, of coming down, coming down the stairs and like wandering in and like seeing the tree. And we did, we did get that to a certain extent, but we had to like, they had to like do their stockings, open a couple of gifts. And then we had to like get the hell out of the door and, yeah. and uh, go to my parents. So it was, it was a little bit, uh, it wasn't quite as relaxed as it could have been. So uh, hoping yeah. to kind of kind of change things up next year. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. I mean, they're so young, right? It's like they, there's it, you'll you'll get into it too. Like, yeah, my son's four now, and yeah, basically we we did that plan too. We're like, you know what? We're not going anywhere. All right, the kids are here. It it's this weird pressure too. Like, you know, when you got people in town, like, and you just want to veg. Like you feel like you yeah. got a host. Oh God, I don't want to do that. I'm. I realize like you know what I present here on the pod is kind of as an extrovert, but I'm like an introvert. 
You know what I mean? When yeah. I'm around a bunch of people, I get like super anxious and tired and then, you know, but like one-on-one or whatever, I'm good to go. So yeah, that's, that's where we're at, you know? Yeah. I'm, I, I would say I'm a little bit of both. Like I, I do, I get energized by, by being around people to a certain extent, but there's a limit. Mm-hmm. Like there's this, like I need, I need a little bit of both. Like I'm not, I'm not someone like in university. I remember uh, like living in, in a student house being like, I don't know. There'd be times where I'd want to, I'd want to just hang out with people and like, uh, but when I wanted to get away and they were like, always just wanted to hang out. I was just like, you need to fucking leave me alone for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I need to, I need to be my, by myself. And in that way, I probably wasn't a, a very good roommate, but, but uh, yeah, no, it's, I, I, I'm definitely, definitely a little bit of both. I enjoy, I enjoy my alone time, but, but uh, I also, I, there's, there is a, there's a time and place for, for hanging out with in big groups of people. That's for sure. Uh Oh, we've got an update here from, from Michael. Zach Wierenski uh, is yeah. injured, not looking good. Can't put any weight on his leg. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I saw that happen. It was a real innocent play, like just a, a knee on knee, but kind of up against the board. So he just tweets something. Those are always the ones that end up being like four to six months or something like, um, I, I don't, he couldn't even bait, uh, wait bear, you know, needed help off the ice, help down the tunnel. That show ain't no good. I got Wierenski on five teams. Yeah. I've got him in a few spots too. I got him in my cupful, which is probably my mm. strongest league this year. How are your leagues going? Like I, I, I'm having a tough year. I spread myself way too thin. Uh, and there are some spots where I'm doing really well and some spots where I'm really not. Yep. And, uh, yep. it's, it's a little bit discouraging uh to say the least how, how about you man yeah i know exactly what you mean because we put so much effort into this and you would think that that would equal yeah just like first place in all leagues right but that's not how it works right i mean you know we're still dealing with the luck element here right but um yeah leagues are going good cupful i've um i've turned a corner like i have the the second highest point for total and the and the second highest points against total so I was five and I'm five and six in couple, but like my team oh, is damn. awesome. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, so I've taken some bad beats there, but my team is on the rise. Like I'm crushing already, even on the first day here. Like, and I smashed, I got like 300 points in couple last, last week. So oh, that's, damn. that's not, yeah, that's a big week. So that's going good. I mean, I'm in nine leagues. Uh, holy man. Uh, yeah, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm kind of hovering around 500 in three of them. And then I'm, I'm top third in the other ones so things are going good but yeah like you said you spread yourself too thin and you kind of forget you you lose that organic feel of what that team is right so i I mean i say this every year but i'm gonna try and do less next year you know what the problem is people ask me to be in their leagues and i love drafting that's my problem i'm like yeah i'll do a draft no problem and and that's why like how many best ball leagues were you in i mean i I think i did 10 oh yeah like i'm gonna have to stop you know what i mean this this is not this is not right best ball is good Best ball is perfect because if you love drafting, you can just constantly be drafting, but then you don't have to do anything with those leagues. It does kind of, I haven't looked at any of them um, since, since I drafted. So we'll I mean, we'll see how those go. I have no idea how my teams are doing, but it's always kind of a good way to get the rust off, but then also have a little bit of skin in the game. So it kind of scratches that itch without, uh, without, I don't know, like, without you locking into like responsibility yep. for, for an entire nine months or whatever it is. So um, I actually did some investigative work to try and figure out which team was your team in the couple. Uh, I had to, I had to go back in our messages. So I, uh, 
Um, so you can look at, I don't know if you knew this, but you can look at every Kikupful division and, and how everyone's doing. And that's how I figured out uh, where our bet is at. Uh, so me and Craig, our, uh, our totals that's are going right. up against yours and Binksy's. Your your team name is 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 it Douglas Quaid and the in the Quados? The Quados. The Quados? What does that all right, mean? That's, that's a total recall reference. All right. Oh okay. you remember you ever see the old like you're a bit you know, maybe too young, but Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, I know I know the movie. Yeah. I know of the movie. I've never seen it, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm not housed anymore. I'm Quaid, Douglas Quaid. <laughs> you're not you, you're me. All right. And then Quado, you know, the guy that comes out of the man's chest, Quaid. Start the reactor. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's, anyways, Douglas Quaid and the Quados. Yeah, that's that's the the, the newest, hottest thing uh, in pop music as well. So there you go. Amazing. Yeah, no, I, I I saw that and I was like, that name is too weird to not be Blake. And so I, I did cross-reference and uh, I figured out um, what year you had started Yahoo. Um, and it was like 2015 or something like that. And then you had sent us a screenshot of your Kikupful team. And so I just cross-referenced your roster. And I was like, yep, that's Blake's. So I didn't even <laughs> check with you. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> What's your team uh, name? My team name is uh, Chikrin Parmigiana. <laughs> <laughs> I love fantasy hockey team names. And the stupider, the better. Oh, man, that's the best. Yeah, I love it. Well, do you want to uh, hit some mailbag questions here? Yeah, let's get into it, man. Yeah, there's some really good questions here. We can chitty chat. Um, this right now, the Sex Panthers going off in the Florida game. Oh, Hell that's yeah. gonna be good things for me. Thank you, Sex Panther. Sam Love to hear it. Yeah, he's on my couple team too. He's he's one of those guys. I th- I talked about it with Craig last week. Where uh, yeah. I mean, all all the statistics tell you sell high, but I'm just like I don't want to with this guy. Yeah. I'm I'm like pretty pretty stoked. Uh, I don't know. I think there's a certain He's obviously overperforming to a certain extent, um, but I think even with negative regression, like he's still, he's. I, I mean, there's no guarantees that you're gonna you're gonna get the same return for somebody else. I feel like he's gonna be uh, as long as he's playing with Barkov and playing on that top power play. Like that's uh, yeah. Well, I mean, for me, he like yeah, he he might regress, but it's not going to be huge, right? Um, yeah. For me, if I'm getting off Reinhardt, I'm getting like you know major value back. Like it's got to be like a first rounder. I mean, with what this guy's doing, right? Otherwise, I'm just going to sit on him and enjoy it, right? I, I have him in um, four spots. So, yeah, the way the Florida Panthers go is basically the way my fantasy teams are going to go because I got Barkov yeah. in four spots as well. So True. I feel like I have at least one Florida Panther on every yeah. single team that I that I drafted. You, you have to almost. Yep. Uh, that, yep. that, team is, that team is ridiculous. Um, all right. So, Scapeful Dead asks, hottest takes for the second half of the fantasy season? This is, a, this is one we could go off on. Do you have any hot takes? For the second oh, half yeah. of the fantasy season. This is one that requires a bit of thought, but what do you think? Yeah, which I didn't give it. But um, <laughs> let's let's go with the Ottawa Senators are a playoff team. All right. Book it. The Ottawa Senators are going to sneak in. Uh, probably, you know, obviously eighth position there, wild card, whatever. Ottawa Senators are going to be there in the end. Um, I think they're they're a great offensive team, and their defense isn't terrible. Uh, their system is terrible, and their shooting percentage and save percentage are terrible. So new coach, we're going to get the new coach bump. He's more defensive minded. That's my thinking there, uh, you know, in about 10 seconds of thought. So yeah, that's my hot take. The Ottawa Senators book it. What do you say? They are currently beating the Leafs, but that is normal. 
the the Sens yeah. always get up for the Leafs. That's just the way it goes. Um, yeah, I I mean, I, I I don't hate that that pick. I think I okay. This is what I'm gonna say. I'm I'm saying, uh, Mitch Marner leads the NHL in scoring the rest of the way. Ups his shot rates. He has the worst shot rates of his career so far. Um, and last year was actually uh, last year he had the worst of his career. Uh, this year it's even worse. But nonetheless, back with Matthews on the top line, Marner's going to lead the league in scoring the rest of the way. Austin Matthews is going to score seventy goals and Love win it. the Rocket. Um, and then I'm also I'm also going to say. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to miss the playoffs. There's a lot of people saying that this team is going to rebound. I haven't seen anything outside of, I mean, their top end talent is, is scoring like crazy. Um, it's amazing that they're doing so poorly, but they're they're defensively. It's been a bit of a disaster. Like even with Vasilevsky back, they've been allowing so much. Um, and just been, they've kind of been getting caved as a team. Most like yeah. there, there's a lot of games where I, I look at, I look at the score and the shots are like 30 to 12 for the other team. And I'm just like, what the fuck are they, what are they doing? And, uh, nonetheless, like Kucherov is obviously going ape shit. Victor Hedman is back in, 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 uh, in a big way. Um, playing on the top power play again. Stamkos has been really good. He's he had a hot week. He had four a four goal game last week. Um, and then uh, I mean, who else? Braden Point has been has yeah. been killing it to a certain extent. So I don't. But but I still think this team. I don't know. There's something not not right. Yeah. And it's kind of it's kind of the way that it felt at the end of last year, um, where they kind of just stumbled their way into the playoffs. And I thought maybe with with uh, with more of a layoff, with a shorter playoff run last year, thanks to the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, that they would uh, <laughs> that they they would potentially be be rearing and ready to go, but they just haven't. I don't know what's going yeah. on there. I totally feel you, man. And yeah, exactly. Last season, uh, kind of the way they backed into the playoffs, there they didn't look right. Um, yeah. And just the fact that, you know, Vassy is getting lit, lit up, you know, on the semi-regular here, it's just, I think there's, you know, they might've kind of worn out their, worn out their shine there a little bit, you know, like these guys have done it well for so long and yeah, it's people are kind of on to what they're doing, but yeah, Kucherov is going nuts. Um, that I, I definitely, when I, when I was doing my projections at the beginning of the season, that was a player, it was so weird to me when his numbers came out and I, or I started digging in because, yeah, it looked like he could actually do more, you know, like he underachieved a little bit, especially with his goal scoring, right? Um, so there was some headroom there for Kucherov, and yeah, he's he's just blasting off this year. I love to see it because, I mean, where did people get this guy? Like ninth, 10th, 11th? Maybe, maybe yeah. did anybody get Kucherov in like the beginning of the second round? Maybe. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. insane. 100%. You know? I did it in a, in a Bangers-Cats Dynasty League uh, that start up this year uh, with the Dauber Prospects report. I got him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I got him with my second pick after my first oh, pick was yeah. JT Miller. Uh, so it was, uh, uh, I'm and needless to say, I'm doing pretty yeah. well in that league, <laughs> but, so. uh, uh, um, that, uh, yeah, he's, he's, uh, just, just killing it this year. So, um, all right, let's go on to the next question here. Um, we've got hard days, night 
asking best hair on your fantasy hockey squad. I know you have opinions about this. You're always talking about how guys have a great head of hair. So what do you <laughs> what do you say, Blake Creamer, who has the best hair out of on any of your fantasy hockey teams? Yep, it's Brock Besser, bar none. Mm. All right, this guy's head of hair is ridiculous. It looks like a Lego hat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's quaffed and you just pop it on the top of that Lego man's head. Um, that's what Brock Besser has, but it flows in the wind. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, it's the source of his power. I mean, this guy's going to get 40 goals this year. What the hell is happening? Brock Besser. Oh, geez. I mean, maybe we'll talk about him a little later. But, yeah, Brock Besser, you know, shout out to Brock Besser. Beautiful head of hair. Great flow. Um, yeah, what, who, who's the best head of hair on your team there? What do you got there, Josh? Brock Besser, Greek God. I think that is a correct. That that's that's completely well, correct. Granite. I mean, I don't know this. Yeah, exactly. Greek just, God, maybe. I don't know. Is he Greek? Just a, a just Minnesota. a beautiful man. Like low key. I don't think he gets enough respect for how good looking yeah. he is. To be honest, very attractive. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, I don't have Brock Besser on any of my teams, unfortunately. Um, so I mean, it's tough. I I, I thought about this beforehand. It depends on. Uh, it depends on what kind of hairstyle you like, you're into. I've got Noah Hannafin in some spots. Noah Hannafin oh, got the yeah. full mullet. Some float. Uh, yeah. Got, are you into mullet? the mullet? I am not sure what how I feel about it. Buddy, I'm way into the mullet, all right? If I wasn't balding in the back, I'd have one right now, all right? Um, but, yeah, it wouldn't be a mullet for me right now. It'd be a skillet, and that show ain't no good, all right? We don't do that. But, but yeah, mullet, I love I – um, I'm trying to convince my wife next time we go I get my son's haircut, like, yeah, let's let's get him a little mullet, you know? I think that's nice. Um, you know, it, it's got to be kind of a, you know, a modern mullet. You don't want, like, a true mullet like I had when I was in grade six. You know, I mean, did you ever have one of those? I mean, I know you're a lot younger than me, but I literally had one of those tails. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah. Like, like Danny I, from the New Kids. All right. I, that's that's where I was at. I didn't have that. I um, there was uh, I mean, I was definitely in the um, early 2000s pop punk punk rock um, yeah, yeah. phase where like uh, and like the emo phase like i i 100 went through that so i think in grade eight i i grew my hair out um to the point where but my hair is weird it's it's kind of like a bowl it's very similar to nate's actually i can remember i met him shortly <laughs> after this phase and uh our hair was nearly the same like basically bowl cut but it grows out like the beetles you know you know how like yeah. Yeah, prime beetles um they all had black hair and it just kind of like grows out as opposed to down that was yeah. that's my hair and that's Nate's hair as well. That's the way that it it grows naturally. So, as much as like I I wanted it to be long and like wavy, but it was more just like kind of like out and then it like curled at the bottom a little bit. So yeah, it was like pretty a little hair helmet, right? Like just it, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, like a skater helmet, which actually kind of fit the aesthetic. To be honest, it was yeah, it was uh, it was <laughs> not not the worst. I mean, it was not a great look, but uh, <laughs> uh, there you go. So you're worse. Yeah, uh, well, actually, shout out, uh, honorable mention, is this Alexander Georgiev. Georgie, does he still have that long, crazy hair? That's a good question. If, if so, I mean, I might have to kind of, maybe Zabanajad too. I can just go with him. DJ Zibby. Um, well, yeah, he's you got know a nice what, You know what, Zabanajad is definitely a good honorable mention there. Um, yeah. his, his hair is long this year. It's yeah. always yeah. been long, but it's it's reached another level. 
Um, it like, <laughs> like Samson out there. He's yeah, Samson. Like he's not allowed to cut it. Yeah, exactly. It's that's that's where we're at there with uh, with Mika Zibanejad. So all right, I, I like that. I, I like. Yeah, okay, we definitely digress there. I don't know what the hell. Title <laughs> right. of the show. You know what you're getting into, everybody. All right. So there you go. <laughs> This one's for you, man. This is from yeah, Ryan K. We are score. Um, do you think Big Koozie's out of the Tocket doghouse at this point? Do you think he's done um, enough? No. No, definitely not. But, I mean, there's some good signs, but I think we really have to temper expectations on Kuzmeko now. This sucks, Big Koozie. Just don't make him bench Koozie, all right? get This This guy needs to be on the ice, obviously, and he's getting decent deployment, right? He's playing with Pedersen and Makayev at even strength, and then he's on power play one, which is a great spot to be. But, you know, his ice time is still stinky. Like, he played, I think, 15 minutes last game. Um, looked decent, though. Like, he, he's shooting, he was definitely shooting a little bit more last game, but... Yeah, we're, we're, I think what we saw last season, you know, 74-point pace, Kuzmenko, we're not going to see that again this year. So we really have to um, manage our expectations there. He's on a 52-point pace right now. That seems about right to me. I can see Kuzmenko getting 25 goals this season, um, you know, 55 points, something like that. But, yeah, it's tough. You know, I, there's a lot of talk around here, too, about trades with Kuzmenko, and I'm not here for it. Like, And to be honest, too, I, I don't really like the scratch treatment. I don't get it. Um, you know, I do like talking as a coach and I think in Vancouver, especially they're, they're coaching sort of as a unit, right? So you got talking, you got Sergey Gonchar, Adam foot, the Sedins, like these guys are all out there on the ice every practice. So it's not just talk it. Right. So there's a lot of people saying like, Hey, we should probably put Kuzi in the, you know, in the press box. Right. So something's going on there, but I just don't know how you motivate a guy that way. Right. Like that's part of your job as a coach to motivate. Right. And I, I don't know if this like. What does that motivate anybody? Like maybe one game is a, is a message two games in a row is like, okay, we're looking to trade you, right? You're not good enough to be on this team. Right. So makes me think some other stuff, but that all said, like, you know, he could be, he, he could be rostered right with his deployment as is, it should be good as long as he's not getting scratched, but you know, we don't know about that. So, so I don't know. What, what have you thought about Kuzi this year? It's, it's tough. Cause he's one of those players that you can't play him in the bottom six. So it, yeah. like he kind of has to be playing where he's at, like on, on uh Pedersen's wing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like that. He's getting scratched either. Like I, I a hundred percent agree with you. I don't think that that's, that's the way to go. Um, if you're trying to send a message, but it's kind of, it's a, you, I mean, not a unique situation. We've seen it before with other players where, where they're kind of tweeners, but because Mako just has so much offensive upside. Um, yeah. And we saw it last year, obviously. Um, and I, I, it's just, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I don't, th- I quite frankly, like from what I've seen and, and the numbers, um, I don't think it's been that bad. Like, I, yeah. I don't think it's been as bad as people are making it out to be. And I think he's just not playing the way that Tockett wants him to play, um, which is unfortunate. But at the same time, it's like it's like maybe just like let him go through these growing pains. Um, let him let him play on with Pedersen. Let him play on that top power play and just kind of kind of deal with it through the season. Don't don't bench him. Don't uh, don't sit him in the press box. Like I don't I, like the Canucks. The Canucks are first in the NHL. Like no, they can afford to to go through these growing pains, right? So I don't think that they should be treating someone like this uh, with that much upside, like the the way that they yeah. are. I guess that's my opinion. 
Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Like he hasn't been bad. I think it's little things. They must be asking him to do something that he's not doing consistently. Yeah. And so that and that's it, right? That's it's as simple as that. But I think, you know, we need to see a little bit more consistency before we say he's out of the doghouse. Okay. What would be good trade value for Patrick Kane? This question is from Jason P. This is a this is a good question because Patrick Kane has been awesome since he's yep. since he's come back from this this hip surgery. Um, he's been in uh, like not even really had steady um, steady line mates just because yep. players have gone down with injury. Um, they've been just kind of moving them all around the lineup and he's a point per game. He's got 11 points in 11 games. He has another goal tonight. Um, his underlying numbers have looked great, um, individually and, uh, from a team perspective as well. His on ice numbers have been good. And like, I, I mean, it's like, honestly, even better than he's looked. I, I looked at it and he has his best individual numbers that he's had since uh the 2020 season so it's been quite a few years and i i know i scoffed at patrick kane when he uh did that did that interview uh before he came back where they were like are you gonna be are are you back are you feeling like you're 100 percent?" and he was like oh yeah i'm gonna be even better than i've been in in quite a few years and and i was like oh my god this guy there's there's no way like mm -hmm. like he's his head's way in the clouds and he's been great um, on a team that isn't necessarily, I mean, yeah, like I, that hasn't, that hasn't been consistent. Um, so, and now he finds himself on the wing, uh, with Larkin and to uh, yeah. where he has chemistry with the Brinkett and Dylan Larkin is, is just a great player. Like he's the best player on that team, arguably. Um, I, really like Kane's situation in terms of trade value. I mean, his value is probably pretty high at this point, but I don't know that, I don't know that you really want to trade him right now. Um, I don't think that, I mean, I, I know everyone's talking about how hot he is out of the gate. Um, I'm not sure that you're going to get enough value for him unless you can get like a, I don't know a guy that you'd get in the first four rounds of the draft. Um, I, I I think that I think that you probably want to want to hold on to Kane for now because because he's uh, he's banging on all cylinders and honestly like I don't see there's not I, like there's there's no outlying numbers there's no there's no red flags here like everything seems sustainable so um, I don't know man what do you think. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I I think he's running a little bit hot, certainly with his shooting percentage, right? He's shooting 16.2% on the season, um, you know, which he's uh, the last three seasons, like 7.9, 9.1, 9.3, on a bad Chicago team, right? Mm -hmm. So he didn't have anybody helping him out. His He landed in a great spot. Like this thing with the Brinkett, that's that's real chemistry for sure. Like they look good together. Um, they're, they're having fun. Like you kind of bypass all the awkwardness of going to a new team, don't you? When you have a guy that you've had such success success with in the past, mm -hmm. right? Plus, uh, the thing that really makes Kane valuable is when he gets ice time, and he's getting that with the Detroit Red Wings, right? Like, if you look at some of his game logs here, like, you know, he's he played a stretch of, like, it uh, looks like seven or eight straight games well over 20 minutes. That's huge, right? That's, that's what we need from Patrick Kane to make him – 
what we think Patrick Kane is. So to me, that's great, right? It's a great situation. That all said, like, I don't think the on-ice shooting percentage is going to hold. I don't think the shooting percentage is going to hold, even in the last five games, right? Like 21.1% in the last five games. That's that's much higher than Kane usually does. He's a, um, you know, he's not really that efficient, but his numbers are great. Like, you know, I got, I got Nate sheet up here, so I got to shout out some of these numbers, but last five games, he got eight points in five, uh, five games. So that's awesome. 40, 42nd in shots and goal per 60, 51st in individual course, four per 60, and then 44th in individual scoring chances for, and then his on ice numbers are even better. His course, he four per 60 is 27th. And then his scoring chances for is 37th. So yeah, I mean he's 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 doing the thing, right? He's 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 driving offense, especially on that line. But I think there's a little bit of a window here because I personally am not really high on Detroit this year. I did, uh, you know, famously get off of Debrinket in a couple spots for Alex Ovechkin. Not really working out for me at this point, but uh, you know, still a lot of season left here. But um, <laughs> yeah, they just they're just not ringing the bell for me in terms of of sustainability. Um, Detroit and their their defensive system's not great. They give up a ton of shots, especially on five on five. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, the- that all said, I think I I I, w- I can move off Kane, but you've got to get a top line, you know, a top line player, top power play that's getting like twenty minutes, right? Like, I don't know why, but like Joel Erickson Eck came to mind for me. Like, yeah, I would do that. Like, give me Joel Erickson Eck over Patrick Kane. I would actually, I would make that trade, right? Yeah, especially if there's bangers wait because he's like he's a shot monster. He's a hit monster. So. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't mind that at all. If you need a center, um, Pat, yeah, Patty Kane, I, I, I don't know, man. It, it seems like he's driving play. Um, I, I know yeah. you mentioned that, but, but he's, he's making a difference on that team and on that line. And I, I, I mean, that's huge for Detroit. Like it, it, I didn't think he was a good fit there. Uh, but I, 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 I mean, I think I was wrong. Um, cause he, he's clearly, <laughs> uh he he's clearly doing the thing so i yep. i mean i i i gotta say um we, i mean we'll keep watching it is a small sample size but uh i mean everything everything looks pretty good uh right here um michael asks would you take maddie kachuk for sam reinhardt uh Ooh. what do you think blake i think you you pitched this idea on one of your shows earlier in the year yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely pitched it earlier in the year, but since then, Matt Kachuk has his his metrics have kind of fallen off, which is, is a little bit concerning, right? On the season, he's still looking good. Like Matt Kachuk is 32nd overall in shots of over 60, 30th overall in uh yeah, 30th overall in, in individual course for, and then 23rd overall in individual scoring chances for. And then basically every player on Florida has insane on-ice metrics. Right on the season, Kachuk is second overall in Corsi four per sixty, and first overall in scoring chances four per sixty. So that that is excellent. I mean, damn! But what the hell is this man doing out there? Like he's on pace for like sixty points or some crap. You know. Meanwhile, the Sex Panthers losing his mind. Um, made with real bits of Panther. So you know, <laughs> yes, it makes sense. That's a that's a sell high, buy low situation to a T, right? But it's a risky one. Um, like, like we said right off the top, I think Sam Reinhardt is going to regress, but it might not be this crazy regression, right? He's, he's got great deployment. They're, they're prioritizing him and he's always been an efficient player. So yes, he's more efficient than he has been, but it's not going to drop to a crazy level, right? Whereas Matt Kachuk, I feel like something's going on with Matt Kachuk. Like, you know, he had a bad injury, right? And he's, he's a gamer. So he comes back from a broken sternum and we're like, why can't he get a hundred points? It's like, he broke his sternum. You know, yeah. he, he, couldn't, he couldn't do anything probably in the off season. So I don't know. Um, I would say tentatively, yes, but it's risky, right? Do you have to? 
Like, what, what are you trying to accomplish, right? How's the rest of your team doing? Um, it's not an auto smash. That's for damn sure. So, um, what are you thinking about that, Josh? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it too. I, I do have concerns about the, um, like the tail off in the underlying numbers for, for Kachuk right now, they're trying to move him around the lineup just to, to get him going. And, and it just doesn't seem to be, just doesn't seem to to be working. So, and yeah, like you said, Reinhardt is just banging on all cylinders. He, he just yeah. hasn't slowed down. And, and uh, I mean, I, I kind of talked about it earlier. I've been, um, I have actually considered offering him for Matty Kachuk, but I just, I just can't do it, man. Yeah. I, what I, if they I, accept? You're like, Oh God, I know. What yeah, exactly. Good. Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, this might actually happen. Like it's within <laughs> yeah. the realm of possibility. And I, I don't know that I'm ready for that. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I like, uh, I, I, I do like Sam Ryder. I, oh, man, that's, a, it's a tough one though. Right. Yeah. Like, like Matty Kachuk's upside is, is so high. So, and we've seen it uh back-to-back years but you just you just wonder um with it with an injury that severe and that like unusual um mm-hmm. like you don't yeah. see a lot of broken stir- broken sternum so we don't really yeah. know how how that's gonna affect him like i imagine that um if there's any lingering effects like you're leaning on your stick i uh, like that that's yeah. That's going to be a factor, right? Like it's holding, it's holding your thoracic cavity together. So that's, uh, uh, it, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I really don't have, uh, don't have a strong informed opinion on that, but, uh, I imagine that, that it, there could be a lingering effects from that for sure. You know what, before we move on from that, just, just an interesting piece on trades in general. And I know that this is common sense, but it just bears repeating is like to win a trade, they only have to you win from the point you get the player, right? So it doesn't matter what Kachuk gets at the end of the season for his points. It's like, what's his point pace once you get him on your team? And I think, yeah, there's a a very good chance that Matt Kachuk will outpoint Sam Reinhart from this point onwards. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's totally reasonable. You know, Sam Reinhart may finish the season with more points, but you only have to, to win the trade just from the point of the trade onwards right so it's reasonable right and you know anytime you get matt kachuk on your team damn like it, it should pop off this guy's a beauty but i think there's something something going on injury wise yeah for sure all right there's a question about fabian zetterland here i believe it's from hard days night fabian zetterland rest of season outlook or if that's bad next season potential <laughs> uh, i mean uh, so fabian zetterland right now is on a 34 point pace uh over 82 games um and I, I mean, I looked at his numbers season long. I don't think there's really any reason to to feel like he's anything more than that uh, or anything more than like a half point per game player. Like, I don't think he's really fantasy relevant. I know that we we harped on him for a while. He's getting a ton of minutes in San Jose um, and he had some really nice underlying numbers for a time. But uh, I mean, season long, it, it's not really that great. Um, he's pretty pedestrian um and honestly it's fairly consistent those numbers are fairly consistent with his career numbers so i mean he's just not a guy i'm super excited about and then in terms of next year it's hard to like you just don't know where he's gonna be like he might not even be in san jose um he i mean san jose could look completely different they likely will um that they'll i imagine they're probably going to be bringing up some some younger players um, to to move this this rebuild along but um yeah i mean it, it's too early and it's too difficult to to kind of predict a next season outlook um 
when you just don't know what the situations could it be. So I don't know. Do you have any other opinions on Zetterland? Um, not not hugely, but uh, it's a player I think is is going to be viable for fantasy. That's for sure. Um, he's a streamer this year, no question. Mm-hmm. Um, if San Jose has a good schedule, you can stream this guy in. Like he's getting power play one. He did have a stretch there where his metrics were really good. Like he was shooting a ton, getting a ton of scoring chances. Um, that's fallen off a cliff, right? His numbers are god awful. You know, in the last five yeah. games, two hundred eighty first in shots and goal per sixty. No, all right, two hundred fifty first in individual Corsi four per sixty. What are you doing? All right, can you? The puck is supposed to go that way into the net all right what are you doing fabian um but that yeah that said this guy's he, um he's gonna have a career high in minutes i think they could prioritize him moving forward right they gave up a lot to get him so i don't know i i think yeah he's a streamer this season i think 35 points is probably what's gonna happen 40 maybe ceiling and probably next year we're looking at another similar season maybe 40 to 50 points if he continues to get this deployment but could be a good player you know kind of on the back end of, of 25. You know what I mean? Like in his 27, yeah. 28, 29, this could be a guy that, that we're interested in. Right. But um, yeah, I assume if you're asking about Fabian Zetterlin, this is a deep, deep league. All right. So if it is a deep league, I think he's absolutely worth rostering because um, he's getting, he's getting good deployment in San Jose. Yeah. It seems like his, uh, uh, his underlying numbers, the, the way that they've gone, it's, it's consistent with how the sharks have been. Um, yeah. They've kind of tailed off a little bit too, but they had that hot stretch where they were, I mean, winning every game for a little while. So I loved that was pretty it. Yeah. crazy. So, so the sharks, they, they, they live and die by, by what Fabian Zetterlin does. I never thought that, I'd say that. that yeah, but, that sounds uh, right. Yeah. There you, there go. you go. That's, <laughs> uh, they'll, they'll go as far as, as, uh, Fabian will take them. All right. Let's, let's go to the next question here in the discord. So we've got, uh, Nick saucer asks, Oh, this is a nice one. Best vacation you guys have ever been on. Do you have any nice vacation memories, Blake? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not a huge travel guy. Like I'm a big Netflix guy. All right. I'm a big video game guy. That's sort of the way I grew up. You know, I don't like to see the sun because it burns my skin. And then, you know, (laughs) I have to put aloe on it. I don't know. Um, But yeah, best vacation I ever went on. Uh, A buddy of mine was born in Costa Rica and he moved here when he was like eight or whatever. And we grew up together. And then after we graduated, he went back and lived there for another 10 years. And then he came back. We kind of struck up a friendship again. And I went there for like a month with him. Um, It was awesome, man. Costa Rica is like, it's just like a, it's like a less cheesy Mexico. You know what I mean? And I'm talking about like what's in the airport at Mexico, like that cheesiness. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it, it's just casual people, like beautiful beaches, jungle, um, volcanoes. It was amazing. And we, we actually rented a car and drove the whole island. So yeah. And then we actually flew over to Panama for a little bit as well. And this is the part that was really sick. It, we went to this place called San Blas and it's like this island, small, small island with like 10 huts on it. And the huts are like these, you know, literally like a straw hut with like a hammock out the back. And, you know, you're right on the water and you sleep in there. And the the food that these guys go out and like dive in the water and get you the food. Like it was crazy. Um, we stayed there for a week. So that's probably the best thing I ever did. You know, burned off a few layers of skin. You know, it was, uh, but, but that was fine. Um, I love it. And from that vacation, like I just love beaches from now on. And I wasn't a big beach nice. guy before that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what about that's you? awesome, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any like, uh, uh, I mean, Costa Rica is definitely a place that 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 we would like to to visit at some point. Um, obviously, with little kids, it kind of makes it difficult. I think we missed the yeah. boat on that in terms of, of doing that in our young adult life. But uh, maybe maybe uh, in our retirement years. But yeah. 
I, I, I mean, I have lots of memories of um, my grandparents had land on PEI. Um, so we used to drive oh, out there yeah. as a family. I uh, haven't been there in a long time, but uh, they, they had a little cottage um, uh, on the beach uh, in PEI. So that was always really nice. It's a, a, definitely a change of pace from from yeah. living in Ontario. That's for sure. It's a, it's a complete life down there, man. Cause I, I yeah. mean, I'm Canadian, but I don't know anything about the East coast. I've been to yeah. Toronto a few times. Like, you know, my dad lived in Newmarket for a little while. So I was there, but oh, that's nice. it. I don't know what's going on over there. And then even further, you know, from Toronto, like what, I mean, what's it like over there? It's like a they, fishing place. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, um, th- like that's, uh, it's very, it's very laid back. Like it, it's a, yeah. it feels like a completely different country to be honest. Like it, yeah. it, it's much more small town. There's not a lot going on. Um, a, a lot of, <laughs> uh, uh, I, if you're into outdoor activities, I, I think that that's, that's a big thing. A lot of water, um, a lot of like, uh, we, um, some of my relatives in PEI, um, they owned a lobster boat and that was their, that was how they made a living was they, they, they went lobster fishing. And, uh, uh, that, that is, uh, I mean, that's that a huge, to me, man. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. No, that's a, and that's a huge industry in PEI is, is, is lobster fishing. So, um, yeah, it's definitely cool. Like if you're into seafood, uh, definitely a nice spot to go, but yeah, it's just, it's more about the vibe. Like everyone's just super friendly. Like that, that is kind of the heart and soul of Canada. I think, like, I think, People talk about Canadians being really nice. Um, I don't always feel like that is necessarily the case. I think I think it's a little bit overblown. Like, it, uh, um, but <laughs> I, I think that in uh, on the East Coast, it's it's a lot more accurate uh, than than maybe in some other spots. So um, oh, he's going to the West Coast right here, everybody. That's what I'm. I'll be honest. Into. Okay, so so here's the thing. I've never been to the West Coast. Um, I've never been. What's the furthest west I've been is Kenora, Ontario, which is like the north northwestern part of Ontario. Like it's it's about uh, I mean, I could be wrong about this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anyone from Winnipeg <laughs> could correct me because I actually don't know it. But it's not far east of, of Winnipeg, essentially. Uh, but that's as far west as I've ever been. I've always wanted to, to go out west. I've always wanted to see the mountains. My wife has been to B.C., um, she, she has an uncle that lives out there in Coquitlam. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I've, de- I've never been. So buddy, you get your biscuits down here and you do it now. All right. Uh, listen, we got a suite here in our, in our house. So you're more than welcome, buddy. Verbal contract. You and your family can stay in the suite free of charge. All right. But you know, you're going to have to look over my fantasy hockey team stuff for me. All right. Give me some okay. Questions. It sounds good. Yeah. That's a deal. That sounds yeah, great. No, that, that would be great. Honestly, that would be so much fun. Um, all right. And then, yeah, so, so yeah, I had that. And then I guess, uh, there was a Dominican trip that we took with, with a group of friends, um, in our adult life. That was fun. Like that was the, that's the only trip that I've been on with like, uh, a bunch of, uh, like a bunch of pals where we went somewhere, um, outside of the country. So that, that was fun too. I've done some road trips with, with people. I, Nate and I, and, and a couple of our buddies actually, um, uh, we have one uh, mutual friend that 
that is really into, uh, I mean, it, it's his goal to, to um, go to a game at every baseball stadium in the MLB. Yeah. So, uh, so we've been on a couple of road trips with him to go to it, go to a couple spots, nothing too crazy like Pittsburgh and, and Detroit and, and, and places like that. So, so that's always fun too. So we're hoping to do that again sometime, but it's a lot harder once you have kids. I know buddy, dude, I'm telling you, and I've been talking to Nate, you got to help me with this. I don't know if you're game, but we got to go to Vegas, Vegas oh, next man. season for the draft. Come on, let's do it. Josh, I look, help me I looked Nate. into it and brother, it's so expensive. <laughs> it's Jim so crack corn and I don't care. All right, damn. <laughs> all right, you, come on. We got time. All right, you work a little OT, you get the, and then we go get the biz over there. All right, come on. We've got to represent up. That would be so much fun. I, I, I'm not going to lie. That would be, that would be pretty unreal. All right, Nate's got a question here. Oh, Speaking God. of Nate, um, if you could transplant any player from their current situation to play line one, power play one with McDavid, who would that be? Bench koozie, not an option. Ooh, no bench koozie. Um, yeah. You know what? I was thinking about this one for a quick second. I was like just thinking about the makeup of a line, and I would love it if like uh, Alexander Barkov. Barkov over there oh with McDavid. God. Give me like a defensive, like defensively sound center to play with McDavid and um, I know he's a center too, but um, I, that, how insane would that be? Like, I, I'm just thinking about the makeup of a line, but like, first off, bar- bark off to Edmonton. I would love to see that, you know, can we get someone in here who knows how to like, you know, play a defensive system right. and like, yeah. you know, uh, but I, I'm such a big fan of Barkov and like his point totals are never as high as I think they should be. And I think if he played over there, he'd be like a 120 point guy. Barkov for dry sidle straight up. Yeah. Oh my! <laughs> you know that's a little spicy. Maybe you throw in the Sex Panther and you get you get dry and and maybe you get Bouchard or something. No, Warren Fogle. All right. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Right out of Warren Fogle, that beauty. Get those guys on your team. That's yeah. Nice Fogle moves the needle for sure. Oh, big time, big time. You check his metrics lately, but Nate, now we're getting. No, into no, that I know. Like, They've been great. They've been the good all year. Every time I check, I'm like, Warren me. Fogle's up here. Like, yeah. what's going on with that? Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> my my choice would be like. Obviously, there's the there's the big names. There's the um, it, I mean, it'd be cool to see Ovechkin, uh, especially now that he's uh, uh, now that he has no one to play with anymore. But I'm not sure that he I mean, maybe prime Ovechkin would have been cool uh, when he could still skate. But yeah. uh, I, I think um, my choice here, I'm going to go with an Apple's Geno staple. And I think I'd like to see Arthur Kaliev get a shot. Oh, my with, God. I was uh, hoping you were going to say that once you said Apple's Geno staple. Like, yeah, that's with, yeah, you, yeah, I love this player. OK, give me your take. What's going honestly, on? man? Like, I, I, I think that this guy, this guy has a has another worldly worldly shot, um, plays completely limited minutes. Um, I, I imagine that he doesn't play a ton because. There's some sort of defensive issues, um, but I, I I don't know that for sure. But I mean, Edmonton doesn't play defense; doesn't fucking matter. So no. throw him on a line with with McDavid, throw him on the power play one. Um, he scores at, at at a sick pace yep. um, in completely limited minutes, and uh, I mean he's a completely viable streamer right now, and he's playing third line minutes. And then like minimal power play two time. And he's still yeah. like, I, I, I picked him up a few times and, and yeah. he's been great. So um, I think if he were to get an opportunity anywhere um, where he could play more than, than 12, 13 minutes a night, 
that would be super ideal. So why not throw him on on line one PP one with with McDavid? What what better situation than that uh, to to get this guy player. going? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the player. I watched an, a full LA game recently. Um, I don't even remember why. It was just on. It was a good game, so I was watching it. And this guy's awesome out there. Like. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, on the power play, like he's, he's reminds me of Pedersen on, on the one side, like the way they sort of, they target him for that one timer on, you know, kind of the bumper there. Like he's got a bomb, like this guy's incredible. Like I love watching a player that we kind of laud here at apples and Geno's in real life and say like, Oh, that's yeah. what like, you know, plus 10, you know, shots and goal per 60 looks like that's what plus 10, uh, individual scoring chances for per 60 looks like. Okay. Yeah. I, I understand now. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah, no, I, I I like him a lot. I'm I'm excited to. I mean, I I, I hope that he gets an opportunity. It's tough in LA though. It's yeah. uh, they kind of just roll the lines there. Uh, but what I mean, it's working for them. Um, <laughs> hard days night. Hard days night's been in here quite a bit. I'll I'll answer another one from from him. Is Morgan Frost is Morgan Frost a streamable player this week? A couple scoring, or would you go Bobby Brink or Scott Lawton? I think of those three, I would probably go Frost. He's been getting some power play one time. Um, and they've kind of been loading up a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. on power play one. Also, um, I don't know if you saw this. You probably did because you're pretty up on on things. But um, Owen Tippett is, uh, was, getting, um, was getting a ride on a line with Couturier and Konechny um, in practice today. So... We'll see how that goes. Um, Love it. I, I didn't see that, but, uh, you know, it's about time, Torts. What are we doing? What does this guy have yeah. to do? That's you right. Know, he I, did say that he he felt like he needed to give him more yeah. minutes. So uh, yeah. he's 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 holding to his word. So uh, a good man, John Tortorella, uh, sticking, exactly. s- sticking to his guns. Um, <laughs> and here is Apples and Geno's Fantasy Hockey says, I read today that Philly – has an awful playoff schedule for what is worth. Who the hell is this jokester? Right. <laughs> Get the heck out of my sight. All right. No, I'm not even going to say hell. All right. That's, that's where I'm at with that. I don't know. Uh, that's fine. I don't know. I'm, I don't have anybody on Philly. Actually. I'm not, I'm not really into it. I mean, I love, I love TK for sure. Um, and they're great players, but do you have any Philly, uh, Philly flyers? I do. I do have TK. Uh, I have Owen Tippett in a couple spots yeah. um, with bangers weight. Uh, one in a bangers cats and one in, I think our keep three, I have Owen Tippett and he's been nice. fine. Like he's been relatively productive in limited minutes. Like I'd like to see him get more, but, um, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with what he's doing. He's not hitting as much this year, which is yeah. disappointing. Also, Owen Tippett also got a really nice head of hair. Um, probably yeah. could have thrown him into the mix, um, in, in that conversation, but, um, ground beef asks, who would you pick between Zegris and Troy Terry? Both are available in my bangers league right now. This is a good question. What do you, what do you think, man? You're a big Troy Terry guy, but what would you, but if you had to pick between those two, what are you going to do there? Oh man, I don't know. That's a good question. We obviously haven't seen prime Zegris here. Um, Mm -hmm. Like we, and it's kind of, it's unknown at this point, right? We have to go with uh, historical information and it was decent, but at the beginning of the season, I was taking, Troy Terry over Zegras. So I think I have to stick with that. Right. Um, that said, I, you know, Troy Terry last few games, like he's just not doing what, what we are hoping that he would do. Right. Like luckily he does have five points in the last five games. So that's nice. But 131st in shots and goal per 60 over that time, like 
We need a little bit more than that, Troy. Can you help us out? Can you get us, uh, you know, under the 100 mark there? Um, you know, but he does have 50. Uh, he's 50th overall in individual scoring chances for. And I love Troy Terry off the rush. But, I mean, Zegers is so sick, man. He just ripped the Michigan goal the other night. Like, just just beauty, you know, like like it was nothing. So, I'm, I'm a fan of both players, but I think I'm going Troy Terry there. I got to stick with my guns, but... Um, I am somewhat high on on uh, Zegers for the rest of the season here. I think he's way underrated because of his horrible start, right? It was two points in 12 games. So um, I think this guy's probably got to be on a roster, but I'm going to go Troy Terry there in a bangers. Uh, it's not going to feel good. This guy's a dancing boy. He's an old cow poke dancing boy. I've been doing that for years. But yeah, he doesn't hit a damn thing. And But the truth is Zegers doesn't either. But I mean, he'll get some penalties just for chirping and being a dink. So yeah, I don't know. Take that for a <laughs> What do you got there, Josh? It's close, man. Like, I, I think these two are pretty similar. I, I think Zegers probably has a little bit more upside in terms of point potential. Uh, but we're talking bangers, cats. They're, neither of them really do much. Zegers does slightly more, like you said. Um, not much. Uh, Terry does nothing. Um, but yeah. <laughs> shoots maybe a little bit more than, than, than Zegers. Not a ton, though. So, I mean... I don't know. And now that now that they're back playing together, I imagine that Terry is probably going to be picking things up. Um, I yeah, I think in a vacuum, I, I I'm probably gonna go with Zegris. Um, I know I went with Terry. Um, actually, that actually, you know what? Maybe the tiebreaker here is position eligibility because Zegris mm, is a center only. That, yeah. And Troy Terry is a right winger. Um, so maybe I will go with Terry because he is. Uh, uh, but it really depends on your team. Like, I, I guess this guy's asking specifically about um, who he should pick up. So if uh, I would say it's pretty much a wash. Um, so it's whatever whatever you need in terms of in terms of position. Uh, looks like we didn't revoke access to Binksy's uh, login because he says that was him talking about the Philadelphia playoff schedule. <laughs> gotta take his gotta take his company card away, Blake. <laughs> oh damn! You know what? It's so good to see you, Banksy. You're a beautiful man, and we love you for a long time. <laughs> All right, how you doing? Yeah, buddy. Good to good to hear from you. All right, Dirty Deed says, "Is Johnny Hockey finally playing Admiral Hockey again?" I dropped a few weeks ago and wonder if I made a mistake with the recent heater he's been on. His plus minus is awful. Doesn't hit or block, but he might be worth the ad in a cats league for the points power play points and shots on goal if so would you drop or would you drop or consider dropping any of these guys for him hurdle the turtle jack quinn the fourth unofficial hughes brother or kirill the thrill marchenko thoughts i mean my opinion here would be out of those three guys i would be dropping jack quinn uh for sure for johnny goudreau like i i don't think that's even a question um the other two probably not so much um, cause, uh, hurdle gives you a lot more value in a cat's league just cause he hits. Mm. Um, and then, uh, who is the other one? Marchenko, Marchenko. Uh, I, I really like him. <clears throat> I like his upside. I like his spot in the lineup right now. Um, I like that he's on a consistent five V five line, um, for the yep. time being. Um, so his deployment is going to be pretty similar, but Johnny Gaudreau has much more upside or has more potential more yeah. point potential this year. Um, so I think that um, Jack Quinn is 100% the guy that I would drop in that situation. So yeah, definitely do that. Uh, I don't know. What do you think, Blake? Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with you at all. I think I would go... 
Um, yeah, Johnny Gaudreau does have good offensive upside, but I don't know. His metrics are terrible too. Like, I mean, you might, it's either, it's either, yeah, Thomas Hurdle, I think is probably the best choice there in a cats league. Um, he also gets an insane amount of deployment, but I mean, he's on one of the worst teams I've ever seen. Um, so you're probably going hurdle. Oh God, Johnny Gaudreau, Marchenko, and then Jack Quinn. That's sort of how I would do that. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's close. It's close between him and Marchenko right now, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gaudreau, I think he's got like he's got like eight points in his last five games or something like that. Seven points in his last mm-hmm. five games. So yeah, no, he's he's, it seems to be turning things around. So that, that's that's really nice for sure. Um, all right. Our next question comes from Pal- Palpatus. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be Platypus, um, but uh, Pal- Palpatus says in some preseason content Blake said big Brock Besser would be a 30 30 60 kind of guy now that now that he's only a handful of goals away from 30 goals what are the new season long expectations for Besser point per game pace or 50 30 82 something more what do you think Blake yeah I I mean this is great obviously like I'm super stoked like 30 and 30 for Besser I felt pretty good about that I think I projected him for 64 points um, at the beginning of the season so yeah there's a good chance he's gonna smash that but again he's shooting 24 percent on the season that's not it, it's you know who's he, who's he think he is Kuzmenko no all right only Kuzmenko <laughs> does that all right um and only one time but yeah, I, I love what Bester's been able to do, but there's so many things that that are going to regress. And again, I don't think they're going to regress off a cliff. I think this this player has, has established himself this season. He's a favorite of Rick Tockett's. He's out there in the final minutes. He's getting a ton of deployment, and he's shooting a ton too. Like if you look at uh, Brock Bester's numbers, even the last five games, only two goals in five games. So there is a little regression already happening, right? But the metrics are great. Like 35th overall in shots and goal per 60, 33rd in individual courts, four per 60. And then, you know, a little bit less, 68th in individual scoring chances, four per 60. All that on, you know, he's only, his, he's got a 29% IPP over the last uh, five games. So that's obviously going to go up. His shooting percentage is probably going to go up. But I don't know. I think that we're looking at 40 goals for Besser. I think that's very reasonable and probably 70 to 75 points. I think that is kind of where it's all going to land at the end of the season. If I had to go peak, like like Besser at his ceiling, I think could get 80 points. But I just don't see him able him being able to do this rest of season. Like he's a supplementary player. He's not a player that goes out and just drives the offense. Like, you know, he's he's obviously playing with JT Miller, who's having a great season, and a lot of Besser's damage is done on the power play. He's got nine power play goals out of his 24 goals. Nine. That's crazy. So I mean, th- there's gonna be some regression, but it's not gonna be crazy. I'm look, I'm I'm liking 70 point, 70 to 80 point Besser. I don't know. Where where are you at with that, Josh? Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think that's a that's a nice number there. Um, yeah, his his shooting percentage is eight percent higher than his previous career high right now. Um, so, yeah. not typically like a really, uh, a, not, not typically a, an amazing converter. Although he's had he's been he's one of those guys that's kind of been up and down, probably due to injury. Um, where it's hard to yeah exactly it's hard to nail down like what what his uh what his shooting percentage should be but it it definitely is not 24 percent um his on a shooting percentage right now uh do you know what it is at all strengths it's over 16 percent so that is definitely going to come down as well Um, like vancouver 
has been just scoring at will. That top six has been ridiculous. The power play has been ridiculous. Um, it's gonna it's it's gonna regress a bit. Um, I think that. I don't think it's going to to come crashing all the way down. There's something to be said about um, regaining confidence. Um, and I know that's kind of an intangible thing. It's not really a very apples and genos uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, thing. It's not, it's not like a number. It's not, it's not something that could be nailed down, but, but Bester's feeling good. Um, you can see it. You can see it in the underlying numbers. Um, so I, I think that, uh, I think that's 70, 80 points is, is good. It, like right now he's on pace for 56 goals, 89 points. So even getting down to 80 points, that's not like a, that's not a super yeah. steep regression. It's a, it's a slight regression, but not crazy. So yep. um, yeah, I like that a lot. I, and I think, I think 40 plus goals is almost, I mean, it would be pretty shocking if he didn't hit 40 goals at this point. Yeah. Um, He's doing so well and he looks good out there. And they're, they're Canucks power play, like just from watching it, they're, they're so, they're so creative. There's so much movement there, you know, where there wasn't last year. Like these guys are, it, it's not, you, you can't pin it down what they're going to do. And they have so many weapons. So shout out to the Canucks. Oh my God. You know, at the very least, like, I don't think they're not going to be first overall in the entire league at, by the end of the season. There's no way. I, I just cannot see that, but they're gonna make the playoffs. That's where we're at. That's where Vancouver yeah. fans are at. We're like, they're gonna make the playoffs. Oh man, we're gonna get to watch some playoff hockey. Hopefully, more than one round. But yeah, it's uh, we're stoked over here. Yeah, man, it's it, it's gonna be fun. It, it's nice that they're back in the mix. I think that the their their top end talent is it's too good. It's too good of a group yeah. to be to be held out uh, forever. So it's nice to see that they're they're having some success uh, despite like just just a brutal stretch of of time uh and Very brutal bad. management decisions for for quite a few years up until even just yep. this past off season um so I, <laughs> I i think that uh i think it's good that they're 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 kind of reaching um uh more uh like, yeah reaching their potential a little bit better uh sasha lagarde asked what gift at christmas was your biggest surprise as a kid do you have a do you have a like a like a favorite gift that you got as a kid? What's that, Blake? Oh hell yeah. I mean, Nate and I talked about this last year. We did a Christmas show, but it it's worth repeating because it's the best gift I ever received. Uh, and this is before your time again, Josh. So I don't know, maybe it's over your head, but Nintendo made this thing called the Power Glove. Have you ever heard of this? Uh I I feel like I, I can remember you talking about it. Uh, it's but legit I don't know. like no. the infinity gauntlet. Like you put it on your hand and you yeah, can yeah. like type on it and there was this movie from the 80s called the wizard with uh fred savage and um yeah he basically like this they, they went to california to play some nintendo competition and like one of their comp competitors had this power glove and he was like crazy like i don't even know but anyways i wanted the power glove yeah banksy got me on the power glove buddy um yeah i got it for for christmas one year and like i, I don't think i've ever been that excited and then you know going from peak excitement to actually using it this is one of the biggest pieces of crap that was ever created by Nintendo. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like it's horrible. You literally, the game is like, open the glove, throw a ball, pick it back up. Like I can do that with a real ball on a wall. Like why the hell did my mom pay like $150 for this thing? And she had yeah. to drive like, you know, two hours to some store that had it. You know what I mean? So, but anyways, that was, that was by far the best Christmas gift I ever got. The power so, glove. So so was it connected to oh, yeah. uh, to the NES? Yeah, it's like a controller. So you plug it oh my in, God. 
Yeah, and you can actually play games with it, right? It has like a little pad on the, like this thing's like the future. Like that's what I was thinking when I was a kid. I'm like, it's like I'm in the game. Oh man, I can, you know, play a boxing game. I can punch someone. Like, no, you basically couldn't do anything except throw a ball and catch the ball. So what my brother and I did is we just cut the cord off and we just wore it. Like beat each other with like, you know, I wake him up, just punching him right in the kidneys with the power glove. So, so that, that kind of worked out well too. So that's nice. amazing. Amazing. Yeah. My, mine is actually Nintendo related as well. Um, it was uh GameCube. Uh, so when oh, yeah. I, uh, when I Big was younger, uh, especially, especially in my very, uh, much younger years, my parents didn't have a lot of money. Um, my dad was single income. My mom did, uh, uh, like stayed at home with the kids until we were all in school. So, and there were four of us. So um, for a while they were single income. Uh, And, uh, but so we were always kind of like, we didn't have video games for a long time. We didn't have console games. Uh, At one point we got given an N64, but it was kind of when it was like quite a while after N64 was already like, like they were, they'd already kind of moved on to the GameCube or it was late in the 64 generation. Um, so, uh, we, we were always kind of a generation behind. Uh, but then one year, I, I think it was when my mom had started working, um, my, uh, my brother and I got a, got a GameCube for Christmas and it was a huge surprise. Like we had no idea that was going to happen. Um, it was just like so much bigger of a gift that, that, that we had expected. So that was really cool. And that's, that's like opening that up and like just the sheer excitement. There's a picture of it actually. Like we talked about it. My brother and I did a nostalgia podcast for a little while. And that was a, uh, we did an episode on GameCube and we talked about that moment when we opened it up. So that's, that's definitely a special memory for me, but yeah, we, uh, that, that, specific episode actually just recently got taken down for copyright infringement <laughs> so oh, nintendo damn. fucking all over us i don't know oh, we, we, used, we used some sound boy some sound bites and some music um so maybe we we uh let it go a little bit too long but i'm like are you kidding me like something with like 20 listens uh like, nintendo's coming after yeah, us for that like, like it's not like we made any money off of this rubble. yeah like they're going through each podcast like oh right there the yeah, yeah, get, yeah go jump go jump in the lake what are you doing now go wipe your nose also like two years after it was posted too which is kind of insane so anyways that, that uh nintendo they don't fuck around that's for sure it's except terrible. with the power glove yeah they did yeah they did they fucked around and they found out i don't know what happened that's fine <laughs> all right we won't do too many more we do have quite a few but uh uh we'll just do I'll, I'll pick a couple what the heck happened with jari last week says party at the moon tower i think it was less about jari and more about nadelkovich mm-hmm. um just playing ridiculously well um jari's back in net tonight they are up seven nothing actually they won seven yeah. nothing against yeah. the islanders so it's jari with the shutout um let's so go six assists Chris Latang. Six assists. Wow, Shout out to amazing. Nate. Oh man, he's gonna be so stoked. He was he was loving Latang in the, the preseason. That's awesome. Ricard yeah, Raquel with his second of the season as well. Valtteri. That's awesome. Valtteri Pustinen, first the NHL diaper. goal. The oh, diaper the diaper boy. Off the schneid. Well done. <laughs> Love it. Love to see it. So yeah, I think Jari is probably probably back. Um, they uh, they. We're just, I, they need to win. Right. So, so they're rolling with a hot hand. Uh, I think Jari is the guy moving forward, but they needed to give him a bit of a break. It seemed like he was, he was uh, um, not quite 
didn't quite have his head in the game. They had a game actually where they lost seven, nothing to the Leafs uh, where he didn't look very good. So, um, and then I don't think he had started again until tonight. So um, it was good. Got got him a little bit of a break. That's, that's, uh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's all I have to say about that, I guess. Um, Fire Sullivan, or actually Wild Wubis. This is Wild Wubis. As a Pens fan, I need an opinion on what to do with Eric Carlson. No one will take him off my hands, no matter how little I ask for. Oh, Jesus. And now there's another question about Carlson. I am a 2020 president candidate. Asks. I love that man's profile picture. I don't know. Check it out on the Discord if you're looking at that guy. Amazing. Is that Carlos Delgado? No, who is no, that? It's that guy from the meme. You know, you open it up and he's oh yeah, 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 standing there, and you get to you know check out his business. All right, that's I don't know. Gotcha, yeah, it's, gotcha. It's fine, where we're going with that. All right. <laughs> uh, Ek sixty five has had a horrendous last couple of weeks. Can we expect Crosby to start getting some help from any of the guys around him? Well, look at that. Seven nothing win. I don't even think Crosby had a zero. Yeah, well, Carlson got zero points and seven goals. That that's, oh, awesome. That's not awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. It looked like it was the Malkin, let's the Malkin, Pustin, and Raquel line that was killing. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, no. Raquel is playing with Gensel. Sorry, this is this is great yeah. podcasting. We're digressing, but, um, We're digressing. It's fine. <laughs> digressing in like the worst way possible. The the live numbers have dwindled. Yeah. Watch me read. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, what to do with Eric Carlson? What would you do with Eric Carlson? My friends? Nothing. Keep him. Yeah. Enjoy Eric Carlson. Like this guy, he's a defenseman. First of all, we knew regression was coming hundred point season. No, thank you for your service, Eric Carlson. But that's not, that's not realistic. I mean, I'm great. Um, I'm, I'm glad that he was able to do that. But th- this, to me, I, I thought was a 70-point defenseman. Eric Carlson right now is pacing for 57 points. If Eric Carlson gets 57 points as a defenseman, that's not the end of the world. It really isn't. Like, yeah, maybe it's less than, than what we were hoping for. But, um, you know, there, it's Eric Carlson is a he's a unique player. And, you know, he, he forces teams that he's on to kind of use him a certain way, right. To, for him to be successful. And he's still trying to figure that out. I think a little bit in Pittsburgh, but if you look at this guy's metrics, like last five games, besides this game here tonight, fifth overall amongst defensemen in shots and goal per 60, fifth overall in individual course, he four per 60, uh, 17th overall in individual scoring chances, four per 60. So, and he's, he's crushing minutes, just, uh, just under 23 minutes a night. So he's on power play one, you're doing nothing. You kind of got to sit through it. Right. I certainly would not be trying to sell Eric Carlson right now. I think he's a little bit of a buy low. Because I don't think he's going to be at 57 points at the end of the season. I think he'll probably be closer to his own number, 65. I think that's reasonable for Eric Carlson on this team. And I'd be super stoked if I had him. And, you know, yeah, I, I think better times are ahead for Eric Carlson. So I wouldn't worry too much about getting off him. I don't know what your thoughts are there, Josh. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. I don't think you want to be selling low on Carlson because he's just going to make you pay. It, 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 there's there's no way that you're going to get the the value that he could potentially bring you rest of season. So he's going to figure it out. It'll be fine. It's just it's been an adjustment period. They're just trying to figure out how to uh, properly use him. I think, and it, it it hasn't worked out so far. But he's going to figure it out. He'll, it, it'll be fine. Um, uh, let's do one last question here. I've got one from Fantoma. Uh, have you ever benched a stud because his performance the previous game ticked you off? And if so, and if he then popped off on your bench, 
did you apologize or did you keep a stiff upper lip like torts? Uh, do you have any, any, uh, uh, any angsty benching? Oh, hell you? yeah. I, I mean, not recently, not once I started taking fantasy hockey a little bit more seriously, but, um, <laughs> you know, my goalies, anytime a goalie has a, sh- you know, crap performance, like, mm. like, oh yeah, you know what? Well, you're sitting on the bench, right? And then he gets a shutout the next game. This happened to me with UC Saros so many times. Um, yeah. And basically drove me into the arms of apples and Geno's. Right. I'm like, you know, this, this is, I, I hate these goalies. They're terrible. Um, but yeah, I would bench. I would do that all the time. If a goalie had a really bad start, that would be like a deciding factor for me if I had to do something. So I don't really do that now, but yeah, I've definitely done that in the past. Um, I don't know about you, but what do you do, Josh? Like I get a lot of questions from people and they're asking, Oh, do I do this person or this person? Sometimes they talking about benching a stud, right? And maybe not for this reason, right? Cause of their performance, but Maybe it's a matchup or something like, oh, I'm thinking about benching so-and-so. Like for me personally, I always ride the the big guys, the guys I the, the guys I drafted to do that. Like Ovechkin, I've traded for him in a bunch of leagues. I'm just rolling with it. I'm just keep yeah. trotting him out there. Matt Kachuk, keep trotting him out there, right? Like you, you kind of have to trust the process, but I don't know. What what do you do? Yeah, just you got to go with your boys, right? You, you, you got to ride with your big guns. Um, I, I, I'm not big on... Uh, looking at matchups um, so much when, uh, um, yeah, when you're when you're trying to choose between players, I guess if you're if you're talking about guys that are like very similar in terms of in terms of streamer like like streamer level guys, um, mm-hmm. then then maybe, um, yeah, then uh, then yeah. Uh, then maybe I'm looking at matchups a little bit, but uh, yeah, I I think in 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 terms of the the initial question um i'm the same as you i don't think i don't think that i ever really um in terms of skaters i don't think yeah. that i ever was like fuck this guy he's yeah. he's uh he's he's playing like shit and then just like like putting him on the bench or whatever he gave me zeros last game and then putting him on the bench and then he scores a hat trick yeah. or whatever yeah, i'll show him yeah like, yeah, we're the that, yeah exactly yeah. i don't think that that's ever that's ever happened um goalies though yes i i definitely have been known to do that with goaltenders but it mostly just because it's it's like i i i just don't know what the fuck to do with them right like you know you don't know I don't know. You you don't know what's going to happen with goalies. So yeah, and, and that's why you don't spend any draft capital on, capital on them, and, and, and you you kind of you kind of just go with your gut because you just can't predict what they're going to do. Um, so true. Yeah, uh, John John Binkle says start your studs has always been a rule for me in every sport. Lost in the semis in football last week because of it. Well, that's that that's not that's not a glowing endorsement for starting your studs, I guess. <laughs> what are you doing, John? No, you know what I you know what I think too is like you'll feel better about it if you lose and you start your studs. Yeah. Then at least like that's you have to right because it's going to feel much worse if you bench a guy and he gets a hat trick or something. And you're like, why did I do that? You know, like don't overthink it. Just put out the guys that are supposed to produce. Think long term instead of like you know little chunks. At least in terms of that, right? So there you go. Shout yeah, out to Binksy. Sure. Shout out to Binksy as as yeah. usual. It's nice to nice to have a little Binksy appearance yeah. on Rolling Lines this week. It's been a it's been a little while. Miss the guy. Um, I, I hope you're doing well, buddy. Yeah. That's all we yeah. got for tonight. Uh, please leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank you to those who already have. Uh, it's helped us a lot. It it's helped us a lot with our audience growth. We're still pitting Spotify 
versus Apple Podcasts. Um, it's it, it, the reviews have kind of slowed a little bit, but Binksy, uh, I mean, let me know if if this is the case. If you're still here, uh, I think we're still doing this jersey giveaway. Um, so if you if you leave us a review on either Spotify, Apple Podcasts, take a screenshot, send it to at Binklemania on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, uh, and you'll be entered into a draw to win a jersey. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Like I mentioned off the top, we're trying to hit a thousand subscribers by the end of the season. Um, and we are moving in that direction. I say this every week, but even if you're not into watching the YouTube, uh, and you're more into, into using Apple podcasts or Spotify or whatever, um, just give us a subscribe anyway on, on, on YouTube. It helps us out a lot. Um, we're trying to, to kind of, uh, uh, reach the people that are more into the video for sure. Um, also, if you like our content, check out the Apples and Genos Patreon to support us on a monthly basis. Hop into the Apples and Genos Discord server. We recently hit a thousand people in the hey. Discord. Um, huge milestone for us, and uh, uh, really excited about that. But uh, so we've got over a thousand people talking about fantasy hockey in there, all the hardcores, um, and it, it's a lot of fun. Um, a lot of us are tr- are answering questions as well. And I mean, there's a lot of other smart hockey minds in there too, not just us. So, and some of them are probably even smarter than we are. So yeah, let's be real about that. Yeah. yeah. I learn a lot from going into the discord, just talking to other people. Oh, oh, you think that? Okay. That's great. (laughs) Shout outs to the band. They're there for providing our music. Their Spotify link is in the episode description. Follow us on X. Nate is at Apple's Genos. Blake is at Blake Creamer AG. I'm at just Josh and four one. Please practice safe stats and happy streaming. Have a good one, folks.